Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. This is The Athletic Football Show's Prospects to Pros. Hello and welcome to Prospects of Pros, presented by Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. I am your host, Nate Tice. Today, going to be going over an LSU like blockbuster performance against Florida and a couple of players involved with that. Also breaking down some of the offensive skill positions, outside quarterback, outside the offensive line. Don't have Brandon Thorne here for the offensive line talk. But to do help me do that, to go over the receivers, running backs, and tight ends, give you a little bit of an update. As always, is Mr. Big Board himself, Dane Brugler. How are you doing today, Dane? I'm doing well. Um, we're we're getting close to uh, a holiday season here with Thanksgiving, and yes, uh, it, the the air is a little colder. It's kind of it's kind of great. I love this time of year. I get to the middle of November, so uh, I, I imagine the the air is not as cold there uh, for you in Vegas, but uh, here in in Northeast Ohio, it certainly is. We got these. We get the cold wind uh, night. Uh, nighttime, like okay. so. It, it, so as soon as that sun goes down, it's like turning off the oven. And <laughs> but the sun is deceptively hot. Not deceptively. Where I live in a desert, we know that. But the sun still can get hot. So you'll be like, oh, it's forty-eight degrees in the morning. All right, I'm gonna go do something middle of the day. I'll have a sweatshirt, sweatpants on. And it's like, oh, it's only sixty-three, but the sun just just pops you. So right, you actually get a little right. bit more sweat than you think. But yeah, we got a little crisp winters or uh, here. You might get a little snow. It snowed the first time I moved here or first oh. year I lived here. So, which I was kind of like, really? I'm going to move to Vegas and it snows. I can't escape this. So it's kind of nice though. All the yeah. other weather is pretty nice here. The, the, the sun is deceptively hot. Like Tyreek Hill's deceptively fast, pretty much. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was like when I moved here and I was like, oh, there's mountains around. Oh, Las <laughs> Vegas Valley. Yes, Valley. That's go. right. Yes, yes. No, I know. I, I, uh, well, I said, speaking of Harry Kill, I w- walked into the living room yesterday and my son was watching uh, Dolphins Broncos. I'm like, wait, they didn't play yesterday. What, what is going He's watching yeah. Red Zone from week three. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, He's like, oh, I, I, I had a birthday party this day, so I, I didn't get to watch these games. So I'm just going through them. I was like, what you, you're eight. What are you doing? Like this is this is two months ago. This, I was like, oh my gosh, what have I done to my son? I've passed on my my uh, just diabolical genes, and I don't know if that's a good thing. So just the stat obsession, highlight oh. obsession. Oh yeah, yes. I know. Oh, it. so yeah. that's uh, kindred spirit. It's a, it's a cool uh, and scary thing. I know that type. As someone that <laughs> that was reading draft reports in fifth grade and watching the yep. draft and doing all that stuff. So speaking of which, actually, let's talk some college prospects. Uh, uh, we had so today, or today, this weekend, LSU went up for how many yards and how many explosive plays against Florida, and they feature several NFL prospects at their offensive skill positions. So I don't know if you want to start with the receivers or the quarterback, the trigger man for that LSU offense, Dane, because they are all playing pretty well right now. Yeah, I mean, let's start with Jaden Daniels because he he yeah. deserves to be talked about more. Um, I mean, he did things in that game uh, Saturday night that no one's ever done before. That's uh, pretty crazy. So, yeah. um, 
350 um, yards over, 350 yards passing, over 200 yards rushing. Um, I He is a playmaker. And look, it's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison to Lamar Jackson, but that's a name that came up a few times talking to scouts because of the way defenses have to game plan for you when you mm-hmm. can be such a threat with your legs but can also win from the pocket. Um, he has gotten better and better as a passer. Being in the same um, scheme, the same system, mm-hmm. two years in a row now is a big part of that. At Arizona State, he had that really nice freshman year, and then COVID happened, and then they changed schemes his third year. Um, it was the same coaching staff, but still, the what they were doing, the scheme was different. What they asked him to do was different. Had his worst year that, that third year. Then he transfers to LSU, did really well last year had yeah. showed some nice improvements and then this year just taking another jump in what he did and um i mean he was he made my top 50 uh, a couple weeks yeah. ago my updated top 50 and it just his draft projection feels a lot like deshaun watson's was coming out of clemson where it's oh. like okay because remember we weren't talking about him as deshaun watson as a slam dunk first round pick no like we were, we're talking not. about him and, and i say we i mean a collective we yeah, NFL teams. teams. Too. Yeah, I was exactly. The at the time, yep. all of us on the outside, everyone in the league, collectively, we were talking about him as uh, you know a top fifty guy, but maybe an early two, maybe he gets in the first round. Like, yep. weren't really sure exactly where Deshaun Watson was going to go, even yep. though he had this tremendous resume. Um, and then lo and behold, he ends up going twelve overall. And so, I kind of that feels kind of the same way with Jane Daniels, where. He's really good, and he's going to go somewhere in the top 50. It's just I'm not sure where right now, this early in the process. Could maybe slip to the second round. Could very easily sneak into the top 20. I, nothing should surprise us, uh, especially at this point. We're not even Thanksgiving yet. Nothing should surprise us this early about how early he could go, especially coming off a game like he had um, against Florida. And then I, I tweeted this, and it, it went viral yesterday. The number of explosive <laughs> plays is ridiculous uh that's, that's that Jay, and most of it's with his with his arm um yeah. as as good as he is with his legs he has so he has 76 plays this year of over 20 uh of 20 yards or more uh that's 19 more than number two on the list which is michael Penix. um but of the 76 only 16 so it's uh what 61 60 passing back. 16 yeah. with his legs so it's not like he's just you know using the or you know doing everything with his legs. He, most of his what he's doing is with his arm, and so yeah. really impressive to watch. Obviously, the offense, the receivers play a big part of that. We'll talk more about those guys soon. But um, I mean, yeah, I, basically that's but the long way of saying Jane Daniels deserves to be talked about more. Um, and I, I, the more you like, the more you watch him, the more you appreciate him, the more you appreciate what he's doing. The yeah. uh, the offense as a whole, he understands what they're trying to do. He understands what the play call is trying to execute and he is able to make it happen. And so um, there are still times where he maybe moves on from a read too quickly or, uh, you know, the accuracy is good, not maybe not great, but it's good. So there's still room for plenty of improvement here, but what he has shown this up to this point, hard not to be impressed. Yeah. And it's a great reminder. It's this position's so hard just to play and to evaluate. And, what you said about having continuity with the play caller and it's huge, you know, Kelly's Kelly's Kelly and people can joke about it. But it's like, he runs some good offensive stuff. Like yeah. that, he, that's what he is known for. And now he has a trigger man. That's willing to push the ball when he, when he, it's needed, he can be selectively aggressive. And again, that's always going to be the number one thing I kind of like. And when I want watch a guy, 
I he's faster. I swear. He's faster than he used to be. I don't like he might not have gotten bigger, but he definitely has gotten stronger or at least more athletic or more explosive, mm. something. There's been some training happening because he's always been a fine mover, but it's like now he now he just gets to the edge. He outraces angles when he's running up the middle. And that's those kind of right runs through. that he had against Florida are legit. Uh, I mean, Florida's an, an, a defense full of athletes, okay? Right. Just, he didn't do this against uh, yeah. Army or you know no. Grambling, a couple other teams they had in the LSU schedule this year. He's doing this against SEC defenses. Correct. And it's funny, his, so his dad is a former college football player, played corner. So looking at him, it kind of makes sense, right? That slender build, uh, but also with the way he moves, the quick feet and some of the speed, that acceleration that he has, uh, really impressive. And, you know, I think his, his dad wanted him to be a corner, but he always gravitated towards quarterback growing up. And, you know, the rest is kind of history. But, yeah, yeah it's – I agree with you. Some type of training is, has helped him become a more explosive athlete. Yeah. he No, but he's I, – I think you nailed it on the head is that I – when you had him in the top 50, I was like, okay. Now I've gotten to watch him a little bit more and it's great. Again, better competition that you want to watch. He's just – he doesn't make a lot of mistakes even if he is chaotic. Mm-hmm. It, that makes us – I've compared him to Johnny Knoxville or like one of those types of quarterbacks. But as a per, – like progressing from the pocket – very sound, like good eyes, great timing. Like he throws those. I mean, they were on so many slot fades, but like yeah. just all the time that ball so comes good out. At it too. So good. Like Dropping the bucket. I mean, it's yes, yeah, it's nice. and that's those are layered throws, and that's a yes. very real throw. Lamar, you just compare Lamar. Lamar's thrown to like six of those in the last two weeks. Right. <laughs> like they just those are real NFL throws you have to make, or at least get 50-50 shot at those. Um, yes, he has some talented receivers, but I think he's just an excellent trigger man, and the traits outside of size. Like he de- he has enough traits that it's like this is fine to kind of keep him up here. It's not just a production thing. It's like actually like he's a good athlete, so that overcomes some of the size stuff, you know, weight wise. Um, I'll, I think his arm strength would be above average to good, but I have mm-hmm. no qualms with it because he makes every throw and he operates on time, so it, mm-hmm. it's not a hindrance. Uh, maybe some other guys. It and again, like he's athletic, he creates, but he operates in, on time and in structure. He can do both already, so he looks like a fit. Like he looks how a fifth year player should look. Yes. You know, like he looks like a senior operating an offense that he's been in. It's like, that's kind of refreshing to see sometimes in these college offenses. Like you don't get that a lot. So yeah, yes. I'm all, I'm all on board. I, I, I really like him. I lo- I kind of like where you have him slotted and I, I kind of agree with that kind of look at him. Yeah. And it's, you know, we've talked about quarterback three a lot, right? Um, yeah. JJ McCarthy and, you know, we should probably touch on JJ McCarthy coming off yeah, the sure. Penn State game. We, we talked about it so much, how important it was. And then. <laughs> You know, the game plan was, <laughs> yeah, okay, let's yeah. do 30 rushes in, in a row here. Um, of course. That's how it but, always yeah. goes, man. <laughs> Me I, and Robert, I, how many times have you broken down games? And it's just the complete opposite. It's like, all right, well, right. I wasn't expecting that game plan. They're coming out of bye. Sorry. Right, right. <laughs> with uh, with Daniels, I mean, I agree with um, with everything you said. And then two other things that really stood out to me just when studying his game. First is the release. I, it it yep. is so quick, and it gets out so – the it, it is. It really is. And there, there's a rhythm to what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But then two, uh, his internal clock is a lot better. Uh, it's not like it's one read, okay, drop my eyes, and then I'm going to scramble and make something happen. He works the pocket, mm-hmm. and his his feel for that that internal clock about when the, the walls are closing in, he will stay – tough in the pocket until the last possible moment. And so this is not a guy that wants to be a a scrambler uh, necessarily nope. and use his legs when he doesn't have to. 
but he can. And so it's nice that he wants to be a pass first player. That that's that's how his mind works. And so yep. um he is processing very quickly and making these split second decisions and making the right decisions. So uh, very slithery in the pocket. Mm-hmm. And can, when there's a window, he will go make something happen and did, did that over and over and over again uh, on that Florida tape. Yeah, I know. I, I, let's talk about, I mean, God, man, he makes some real throws. And it's just, he's just a joy to Those. watch. He's just like, there's a lot of fun quarterbacks right now. We've talked about it all year, but it's like, he's just a really fun, just because he has some of that chaos to him. But again, it's organized, organized chaos, which I like. And uh, really, oh, really yeah. quick, let's just touch on quarterback three, because again, we've yeah. talked about this since the summer oh. um, with, you know, Drake <laughs> my and guy, Caleb. My one that anointed just got benched, Tyler Van Dyke, and he's coming back because <laughs> of an injury. <laughs> he yeah. was banged up. He had a bat. Do you see all the injuries listed for him? It was like finger, back, <laughs> hip, and one other thing, shoulder. <laughs> so, oh, that's it? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rub some dirt on it. Um, look, he's yeah. That the quarterback three remains wide open, and the, wide the open. guy that we thought had a chance to maybe put a, a really strong foot forward, JJ McCarthy, going up against Penn State yeah. at Penn State. Um, I mean, he was seven of eight to start the game, and then he didn't attempt a single. Well, he attempted one pass in the second quarter, and it was a it was a PI, so officially didn't happen. But. Uh, and I, I I fought a lot of wars on Twitter uh, on Saturday about I, I, hearing from people how they don't trust him. Obviously, yeah. you know, if they trusted him, if he was really a first-round quarterback, they would have let him throw. What are we doing? Like, I, they, Penn State really couldn't stop what Michigan was doing on the ground. No. What's Penn State's strength? The pass rush. What do you do to negate it? Just hand the ball off to your two NFL running backs. And if Penn State's offense could get a first down and really threaten you at all, then we would have seen Michigan do something, but they didn't have to. Why would no. you possibly move away from your game plan Make of just running the ball? Right, and they couldn't stop it. And, and yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not like Michigan, they had a punt a few times, sure, but uh, when you have an offense on the other side like Penn State's that can't do anything, well, you're not scared about that. And anybody that's watched Michigan football over the last, I don't know, 60 years understands this is how they operate. Jim Harbaugh, when he became head coach, there's a run-first team. So, yeah. Um, this is a total game plan thing. Uh, I mean, JJ McCarthy is averaging 25 pass attempts a game. He he was a uh, considered a a Heisman favorite going into that game. You're telling me they all of a sudden they just don't trust him? I mean, he's having a great right. year. So yeah, uh, it, it, it's a a lot of it's, bad takes with the uh, they obviously don't trust him to throw the football. It's one of those where beforehand we're like, oh, I can't wait to evaluate this game. So, all right, we'll just keep put a pin in it. We'll just go to the next one because there's going to be you know other opportunities to see him chucking the rock. That's why yeah. it's, it's the whole yeah. season. No, and it, and it's, it is frustrating as an evaluator. Um, oh, but, yeah. I mean, you look, the Michigan coaches, their, their like job Scott is not Mulzine. to yeah, – there you go. <laughs> uh, the, the job of the Michigan coaches is not to showcase their top – NFL prospects, you know, for us, like that's, that's not. not their job. Their job is to win games. And Correct. that's exactly what they did. But it, it does put a lot more on that Ohio state uh, matchup coming up here in, in a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it shouldn't necessarily, you know, like we, we know a lot about JJ McCarthy already, but if he plays really well, or if, say he doesn't play really well, you know, right. it, it's a lot will be made off of that performance. And then what happens if they do win, obviously the big 10 championship game and the, the playoff. So, yeah, JJ McCarthy. It still feels like a work in progress. Yeah. Um it, it's it's we're, we're still learning about him. Uh, Quinn yeah. Ewers came back. Um, you know, in that Texas offense. Um, you know, I, he's obviously still someone worth talking about. But 
another guy that his evaluation feels incomplete. Um, who else? We talk about those Corbett, guys. Sorry. All feel to, to feel like they just the needle sideways for me, and it felt like you know, like Daniels was the one that's like the, the needle moved up, as opposed yeah. to those guys. Like, oh, I'm flopping all of them. It's like no, those guys just eh, you know, just like we got we got to yeah. wait, we got to wait. And that, uh, I, like I, I would throw uh, Carson back in there too, Georgia. Um, I yeah, think oh he's, my god, just keeps I'm, getting better. Yeah, I, I'm glad I included him in my top fifty because he is uh, absolutely yes deserved it um and he has played like a, a future nfl starter so you know we'll yes. see if he ultimately decides to go back to school wouldn't be surprised he's he's young for a red shirt junior yep. um you see the pedigree with him like yeah, that like yeah. you're really seeing it now um, throwing a, he throws some real deal like seams and like well, benders and stuff he's another guy that plays on time you know he yep. just it, it the game as the game speeds up he doesn't his eyes don't speed up he still yep. plays under control and, and that's so key and obviously they've got a you know, they beat Ole Miss with you know what they what they did on the ground. It was good to see Brock Bowers back. I'm sure we'll talk about him more here with this conversation. But um, okay, just wanted to talk about quarterback three real quick. Just a kind of a quick update as we continue to. I mean, I don't want to say Jane Daniels is now the favorite to be quarterback three, but no. it's a much more possible He's the best outcome case right now. Yeah, it's a it's a much more possible outcome than I think we gave credit uh, earlier in the year. That's for sure. I thought I was done with my evaluation with him. I'm not not gonna like not really like you know, obviously keep watching these guys, but I was like, okay, how much can he like keep improving or how much? And it's like a lot. It turns out he was already had a nice baseline. It turns out he can keep getting better. So yeah, yeah good on him. Um, but like, the receivers oh, that he has, I was right? just gonna say, let's talk about his receiver. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> another guy you you gave a very high grade on on your uh, last big board, not only Malik Neighbors, who had has had some pub uh, pub even going into the season as yeah. kind of the battle after Marvin Harrison Jr., but Brian Thomas, the other LSU receiver, which, yeah, I'm seeing what you see, Dane, and I, I went back and watched a few of his games, and he is right – oh, he is so up my alley. So, uh, yeah, but what, you know, I want to hear you kind of rattle off these LSU receivers because they were both very fun. Well, yeah, with Brian Thomas, you know, I got a lot of questions after he was 24 in the top 50 a couple weeks ago, and, you know, oh, does he really – he's a top he 25 guy? Low. Like, yeah, no. It's pretty simple. He's big, he's strong, he's long, and he can run. Like, I, yep. let's, not, let's not overthink it with Brian Thomas, yep. okay? This guy, uh, f- he moves a lot quicker and faster than you would expect a guy that size yes. to move. Um, watching him against Florida consistently win vertically, uh, there are a couple throws that were actually a little bit behind him that if they were out in front, he scores the touchdown. Mm-hmm. My favorite play, he, he had a career-high 150 receiving yards in that game against Florida. My favorite play was not one of those catches. It was the 85-yard touchdown run. And I have an LSU film room on The Athletic right now that you can go see this play that I'm talking about. There was an 85-yard touchdown run that Jay and Daniels had it was his own read, and you know, so uh, with uh, Brian Thomas, he's at the bottom of the screen. He doesn't know what's going on behind him. He just he's reading the corner. He his job is to block the corner. All of a sudden, the corner starts taking off, yeah. and he outraces him down the field. Shows off that speed, finishes that block to to really you know the find the fi- uh, finishing touch on that long touchdown run for Jane Daniels. But it's just a great example of not only the speed that he's just simply outrunning this corner, but the want to, the competitiveness. Um, and so it was a great, he had a pop pass touchdown that kind of put the game away for LSU. I mean, it was a great performance from Brian Thomas. It, as a route runner, he's still a work in progress. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's still nuance to his game that he needs to develop. Um, and and I, 
one thing that I think really important for him is just to learn to be more available uh, as a receiver, getting his head turned around quicker, adjusting to, um, okay, you know, I I turn this way, but it's my other shoulder. Okay, I need to adjust. Just being more available as a receiver or something. Tied to that route running kind of what goes hand in hand, yeah. Right. And so it's, it's, and it's, he's a young receiver, so it's all all things that he's going to develop over time. But again, when you're 6'4", and you're consistently getting behind the defense because of your vertical speed, yep. uh, but you also have the competitiveness. Um, I mean, it shows as, as a blocker, it shows in his routes. So, big fan of Brian Thomas, and I think, you know, we talk about quarterback three, we talk about wide receiver two. Uh, wide receiver two is, there's a lot of okay. names in that tier of who's yep. going to be the second receiver drafted, and Brian Thomas brings something different than, uh, you know, Malik Neighbors brings, that Emuka mm-hmm. Buka uh, uh, brings to the... You know, so it just depends on what type of receiver you're looking for. Uh, but if both these receivers, Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas, end up being uh, top 25 picks and two of the first five receivers drafted, yep. that should not surprise anybody. At all. Uh, no, I, I, I'm 100% with you. Thomas is... I, I love both... I actually really like both of these receivers because one... What is so needed right now with receivers right now is explosive plays. How mm-hmm. do you create them? Can you either beat defenses over the top or can you create a little bit after the catch? And both of these guys can. Neighbors being more of that Z, uh, traditional almost Z vertical guy. I don't know how else to kind of describe it. Like, yeah, but he can catch some of those bubbles and turn up the field. But Thomas has more bend to him than I anticipated for such mm-hmm. a big framed guy. And usually when you think 6'4 vertical, okay. Got it. <laughs> Mike Williams. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, that's what you picture in your head. He has more, yeah, bend when he has the ball in his hands. He can get the, he can get the corner when he's like working outside, you know, when he's trying to work to the sideline with the ball in his hands or on routes. So even though the route running, I, I, I'm with you. I think he's a, yeah, I'll put him around average ish route runner at this point underneath yeah. on underneath. Work in stuff. progress. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that he has the traits and the ability. And like you said, competitiveness, competitiveness, you're kind of reading between the lines with it. That's mm-hmm. like, oh, but that can improve. It's not like where it's like, oh, he's stiff. He's never, it's not, you know, Alec Pierce, where I'm like, oh, he's never going to be able to run a comeback route because <laughs> like, right. he just can't turn. Like he can turn. So, I I'm all aboard this one. Uh, that uh, yeah, great shout out by you. Well, he's, he's kind of like a less flashy Keon Coleman, you know. Like yeah. he's it's, Coleman's got so these twitchy. ridiculous highlight plays. Um, yeah. But you know, Thomas he's Thomas probably a little bit faster too. Um, mm-hmm. he doesn't have some of the highlights, but he's still making big plays. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah, I, I 100% with, you know, the explosive plays. Nobody has more explosive plays as a receiver than Malik Neighbors this year. Yeah. And he had a few more uh, against Florida. Um, and he really showed off his yak. 70% of his yards, he had like 135 receiving yards. 70% of those came after the catch. Yeah. Um, showing that ability to uh, make a guy miss, to show that toughness and power through. So he is just such a glider. It's yeah. He's not a big guy. You know, he's going to be right around six foot, right around 200 pounds. But he's he he's so controlled with his feet. He can win early. He can win late. Yeah. Um, and you know he's he's reliable down the field, like the way he tracks the football. So um, he's got. I, I think every single game he's got at least one catch of twenty plus yards. And of all of his receptions, eighty percent are going for touchdowns or first downs. That's anything over seventy percent is really he is really ridiculous. good. He's yeah. going over eighty percent. So uh, this yeah. is a guy that uh, led the SEC in catches last year. Might do it again this year. So Malik Neighbors, you know, obviously he's just like these receivers are helping out the quarterback. Having a quarterback like Jaden Daniels helps out these receivers. Yes, but I mean, let's make no mistake about it. These guys are NFL guys, and Neighbors 
Keon Coleman was wide receiver two in my top 50. Malik Neighbors is right there. I, I mean, I yeah. no one should bat an eye if Malik Neighbors ends up being that second receiver drafted. He has that type of skill set, both uh, with his ability to get open, with his ability to create after the catch. Um, he is he's just dynamic. Uh, yeah. Accelerate, uh, decelerate on command. Um, I, I mentioned with Thomas how he needs to become more available. That's where I think Neighbors really kind of. That's the difference between these two guys. Neighbors is he a little down. further along. Yeah, and he's yeah he he seems like he's just more available uh getting open and then with the catch point skills so i agree he is a playmaking z at the next level um a little bit different than maybe some other z's because i think he's just there's more to him but um yeah he can be a true playmaker no doubt about it yeah like um most Z's you picture are just kind of those underneath zone beaters. Like, you know, mm-hmm. those five to 10 yards, that's where they work, which are also very useful. Uh, but just right. when you take a guy high, you kind of want, you know, some juice. So you want yeah. some of these guys to I mean, take Devontae to the house. Smith, kind of like that, yeah. you know, where he's, yeah. a, he's a Z, but a little bit more than that. You know, not yes. just, uh, yeah. Could be an X in, a, in a, some worlds. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I told you. Yeah. I pictured, it's, to me, the Z is Nate Burleson, like, just because where I grew up. So, you know, <laughs> just what I, but that's six foot, 190 pound to 200 pound guy that's yeah. a good pretty good route runner good against zone but you had it in your updated big board i believe you had six guys in your top 31 uh including troy franklin i mm-hmm. believe or is that seven one two three four five six seven seven including troy franklin i yeah. believe in your yeah. top 31 and yeah i'm right there with you i think all these guys are legitimate first round types um and some fun flavors and like we've talked about a few times is you know Marvin Harrison Jr., Neighbors, Thomas, Dunze from Washington, um, Keon Coleman, obviously, from Florida State, but Troy Franklin from Oregon is like some size. These are Xs. These are vertical Zs. These are guys that actually are like can win one-on-ones and zone and take it to right. the house. So it's a it's a really, really fun group. Are there any other guys that have maybe impressed you lately that maybe you haven't given a shout-out before on the show other than – our guy Lad uh, McConkey. I was just saying, can, can, can I talk about Lad again? Because uh, you, you sure can. I, I love talking about Lad. He's he's uh, he's this, another pleasure to watch. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's so much fun. He, he's he again size not going to impress you at I know, all. I just but, talked about all these guys with size, and it's like, well, but here's the one that's like I understand why to like this guy. Right. Though. Well, and I was finishing my uh, Brock Bowers report, uh, scouting report last night, and so I'm watching. I was watching the Auburn tape, and McConkey had this one route where. Uh, his ability to gear down, like he, I mean, he is pushing this route vertical and then just, a, just on a dime, uh, controls himself and just breaks off a ninety degree route uh, on to the outside to the sideline, and it's just like um, the the corner fell down, fell over. He was he was on the he was on the ground. Um, his that short area burst. He also has the long speed. Yeah, Lad McConkey is the real deal, and he's got a real feel for how to run yeah. routes, how to. Um, you know, they're just the spatial relationships between him and the coverage, uh, you know, when not to break too early, not to not too late. And when you have a quarterback that's on the same page, man, it is fun to watch. And so that's, yeah. that's where McConkey and Beck are right now. Um, I get it with McConkey. He's not the size is going to bother a lot of teams, but he can he can give you a lot. So, yeah, it, definitely it might help one. him this class because he's the different flaver. Yeah. You know, it's like last year, like a Cedric Tillman is going to get a little bit of a boost because it's like, what are our axes are we in draft? So it's like, you know, in this class, it's like, okay, he's all right. We got kind of maybe this, <laughs> the shifty underneath guy, like it right? actually has a little bit more juice. So, all right. <laughs> yep. I can see a team really loving them if they have some size, you know? 
Um, I so Xavier Worthy had a nice game. Um, you know, yeah. he's I the size with him is going to be an issue as well because he's he's taller. Um, you know, he's he's probably be right around six foot, but he's 165 pounds. I mean, he is really really small. But again, we've seen these guys. Whether it's Tutu Atwell or Tank Dell, guys that uh, you know, don't, the weight does not look impressive. We've seen these guys be playmakers at times uh, in the NFL. So, yep. Worthy is going to be really interesting. Um, a couple of these seniors, uh, we've talked about Malachi Corley from Western Kentucky. The the Debo comparisons are going to be uh, all over with him. Um, really like Roman Wilson from Michigan. Obviously, didn't yeah. get a chance to see him do much against Penn State because they didn't <laughs> throw the football. Uh, Xavier Leggett from South Carolina, another one who, um, you know, he's, he's he's big. Fans. Yeah, he's 6'1", 220 pounds, and, you know, he's got speed. So um, this is a really good receiver class. And we'll see what other nice. underclassmen come out. We, we just talked about, uh, you know, the 10 that were in my top 50. But then you've got a few uh, interesting guys, you know, um, uh, our, our guy at North Carolina State, uh, Walker, who just missed my top 50. I mean, he's probably going to come out um him and drake may had some nice uh connections uh, in that win uh, over duke on saturday yep. night which was yep. a lot of fun to watch um oh, that game was bonkers <laughs> it really was uh muhammad uh, moose muhammad from texas a&m obviously yeah, he's got the nfl yep. bloodlines you know with the coaching staff and everything going on there he might end up declaring a uh, big fan of sturt event at ucla that passing game yeah is- it was I was wondering what you what did you think about which is yeah, like I mean, an updated look because I know you kind of were like hey he's interesting he's very interesting in the preseason so kinda, I was curious yeah planted my flag too. on him in the summer for sure and he because yeah. he transferred over from Cal to UCLA and I know the UCLA coaches love him um, but you know they just, the passing game at UCLA has not really been able to feature him as much as no. I think he deserves to be so um, we haven't we haven't seen that but still that, that the talent is there he can be yeah. a a day two pick so it's uh, God. It was good to see Johnny Wilson back for Florida State, too. You know, when Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson are both out there, it's just obviously a different FSU offense um, in that Miami game. Yeah. Yeah. God, you just keep going on and on. What about uh, – I just had a – because I looked up his stats last week because I feel like he's just always just putting something up or at least – oh, no, he didn't actually recently. Uh, But, yeah, Torrey Holton from, uh, from Colorado State. But he, I managed to watch him against UNLV, and I was like, "Oh, there he goes again." There's another. You know, I think I believe you had more like a third, fourth round type. So I just had to had to kind of check him out again. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Now going on to the other pass catchers, we uh, you mentioned that you just kind of wrote up Brock Bowers or you know 
taking a look at him. Uh, any other tight ends that have stood out to you outside of Brock Bowers? But I mean, we should just start with him. Obviously, I mean, he's just he's good. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty we good. Can move on. <laughs> uh, it, it was good to see him back on the field. Um, it was. It, it's he's the, those, as hell, man. Yeah, those tightrope ankle injuries or four Ugh. to six week injuries. He missed two games. <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, it is funny uh, after the game. Uh, Kirby Smart, um, they they asked him, you know, like, did you talk to Brock about maybe sitting out and you know shutting it down? And Brock said he got calls from agents and other people saying, oh, hey, sure. you know, maybe take it easy. And Kirby said it pissed him off. Like he he was he like, oh, well, I'm coming back earlier now. Like he just he just wants to play. And so it, obviously it's like catnip for yeah. NFL teams to hear stuff oh, yeah. like that. Uh, you know, they love that. And Bowers had a touchdown and, you know, didn't have his normal explosive game. That yeah. you sh- but, I mean, first game back, still looked good, still looked fast. Um, I mean, his, his ability to win with speed and physicality is just, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, the ball skills are great. After the catch, he's fantastic. He's just so unique and versatile. And yeah. I get the, again, we talked about it before, the you don't draft tight ends in the top 10 and blah, blah, blah. I get it. I totally get it. But if you have an offensive play caller who is uh, dedicated to uh, featuring this type of versatile talent, I would not hesitate to draft him in the top 10. But again, I, your offensive play caller has to be on board. He has to have a plan. He has to understand like, okay, we can use him in a slot. We can use him as a wing. We can use yes. him in line. We can, we, you know, we, but this is how we're going to use him. And it's, it's funny watching that. Uh, again, I was watching that Auburn tape specifically. The entire offense at Georgia goes through uh, Brock Bowers. If he's oh, not, yeah. if he's not the preferred read, he's a decoy route, and you can tell when he's the decoy route because he doesn't even turn his head. He's just running these routes down the field, and you see three defenders go towards him, and he doesn't even turn his head. He doesn't even look because he knows I'm clearing something out for Lad. I'm clearing something out for these other guys, and so he is a true, true difference maker. Um, yeah, top ten pick. I'll yeah. be, I'll be shocked if he's not a top ten pick. Put it that way. I, I would be too. Yeah, I think he's just so dynamic. He's a classic draft player and opposition type mm. of guy and yeah. you're drafting him uh because also how teams are switching around how they use tight ends blocking has really changed how i'm looking at f only tight ends mm-hmm. and kind of more of those hybrid guys of course kincaid we've talked about with the bills but laporta with the lions um even evan ingram with the jaguars mm. um just how teams are getting a little more creative and they're figuring out different ways to mitigate it or make it easier and so it's maybe it's really eased my one huge concern obviously it's like oh yeah he's not a wide tight end which is what you want to value more but it's like he's such a dynamic receiving threat that i'm like yeah yeah <laughs> top 10 like i'm fine with this because like you said he can run off routes because he's fast enough yes. so you can truly use him as a pass catcher not just a tight end so uh, yeah I, i'm all born on the the brock bowers height he's he's fantastic yeah, yeah, and we'll we'll see uh, what other underclassmen come out. We uh, 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 Ben Sinnott, uh, Kansas State, he yep. uh, accepted his invitation to the Senior Bowl, so yeah. we'll get a chance to see him there. He's, I mean, a fun player, former yeah. former walk on, who useful six sport <laughs> player in high school, uh, did a little bit of everything, and you know he's. Still just, uh, you know, kind of underrated with uh, the way he can impact the game. Yeah, very useful. Yeah. Um, we'll see some of these other guys who comes out. It's, it's just not a great tight end class outside of Bowers. You know, Jatavion Sanders from Texas, we'll see. But, you know, he's a guy that didn't make my top 50. I still like Cade Stover a lot from Ohio State. I mean, he's a guy both of both of us really like. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, he missed a few games, uh, banged up, and he still doesn't look 100% out there, but did a nice job against Michigan State Saturday night. Um, I it's still, I, I think he's still in that third, fourth round range. Um, yeah, I, 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 not a guy I really consider for the top 50. Um, again, if you're going to take a tight end in the top 50, he better be a, um, you know, a Brock Bowers type or yeah. a really good all around player. And Kate Stover is more of your, Trey McBride, you know, just that that type of tight end who's, you know, a good player, but I, I don't think teams are going to value him as early as the top 50. So, and that, yeah. that's nothing against him. It's just uh, that, that's the position value of, uh, you know, the way he plays the position and, you know, his talent. So he, he's still going to be a guy that can be an NFL starter. Um, I, both yeah. Penn State tight ends I like, Theo Johnson, Tyler Warren. Um, Bryson Nesbitt from North Carolina had a nice game. He had a he really did. nice catch uh, in the late in the fourth quarter from from Drake, that uh, a touchdown. So um, good to see him uh, make some plays. But yeah, th- this is a tight end class that outside of Bowers, it's hard to get really excited about. It's going to be a tight end class where it's like, can't wait to see the testing. <laughs> now, yeah. okay, which guy should maybe peek out a little bit more? Okay, and, and is there wait, something we can? How big wait, is he really? You know, length. Yeah, it's right, a, right. Yeah, yeah, like which makes sense for tight ends. It's just I think Bowers is the one that's like the easiest you can see his role. With Stover, special teams coaches are going to love him because uh, yeah. he'll just run, down, <laughs> just run fast and hit somebody. Uh, yeah, he can go do that. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. The tight end class. I'm waiting for kind of maybe another kind of why to step up uh to like really kind of latch on to but like watching um watching even like a stover and then seeing the difference between him and like ruckert from a few years ago mm-hmm. it's like okay ruckert i could project a little bit easier almost because right. it's just that, that was a why like that was a guy in line i could see the flashes of blocking even if he wasn't always great um so that that was a little it was an easier projection at least selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. For their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash maze, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash maze now to grow your business, no matter which stage you're in. Shopify.com slash maze. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. 
Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I want to move on to the other somewhat disappointing offensive skill position to the running backs. Yeah. Uh, because that is, that's another position that kind of seems like Maybe a guy to wait out, but it seems more of a super role player heavy class. But mm-hmm. uh, right now in uh, November, what are your feelings about the running back class, Dane? Well, I, none of these running backs made my top 50. And nope. it, it, I think I mentioned it on that show, but it, it's only happened once ever where we had a running back not go in the top 50 picks. So history says somebody's going to sneak in there. But um, especially now with this Jonathan Brooks injury, Brooks injury. he's yeah. sidelined with the ACL. Um, with that, okay, I think Brooks was trending towards being um, running back one or running back two in this draft. Yep. Uh, he, he was going to go high uh, among these running backs. Now with him sidelined with that injury, that that you know it's it's another running back that's that's not going to go that early. So um, I. Trey Benson and, um, well, to me, two guys, Trey Benson from Florida State and then Travion Henderson from Ohio State. These two guys are really, really talented. With Travion Henderson, it's, I mean, he was a five-star guy, was the guy on campus as a freshman, um, but he's been so banged up, and uh, it, it's it, it's really interesting with, I mean, how you factor in these injuries because he was banged up last year, and you could tell he missed several games earlier this year. You could tell, but when he's in that, He's on the field. That Ohio State offense looks completely different. It looks, yeah. uh, it, it makes a huge difference. So um, he, he's a big play waiting to happen. Um, and Trey Benson, kind of the same thing. He had a nice touchdown against Miami where uh, just at the line of scrimmage, lateral cuts, uh, contact balance, and then speed does the rest. Um, you know, he has a lot of traits that say, okay, yeah. That'll work at the next level. And then even as catching the football, uh, both these guys, Henderson and and, and Benson, they are very, very good, Uh, especially on like swing screens and wheels where they don't have to stop their momentum and they can just catch in stride and keep going and not slow down. They could be real weapons. So right now, I I think Trey Benson and Travion Henderson are kind of the... Uh, the top two guys at the running back position, but it's uh, I, I think that we're going to have a lot of split opinions. You know, some guys yeah. are going to like the Michigan players, Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum. Uh, Braylon Allen is still a part of this conversation, even though he's been banged up and hasn't had the season many thought he would. But I mean, the thing with Braylon Allen too is uh, he's he's 19 years old. He's right. He's so young, and he won't be. He'll be 20 in January, so he'll his entire rookie year in the NFL. He'll be 20 years old. Um, that that's that's crazy. So it, there are running backs to like in this class. There, but it's hard to find running backs that you truly love and say, "Oh yeah, I would take this guy in the top 50." Not think twice about it. Um, but I, it's it, it is a decent group of, of talent based on these underclassmen coming out. 
A lot of yeah, a lot of twos. Yeah, that's what it kind of feels like, but uh, useful. Uh, I, yeah, I, I would, committee I, guys and you yep. know uh, guys Third that can backs. be valuable. Sure, yeah. Did yeah. Do you have a favorite of this group? I mean, Benson's kind of working his way up, just like because uh, he has, he's at least explosive and he has size. Even if sometimes the mm-hmm. vision can come and go, uh, I always think he has ways to mitigate that. Uh, so, like you know, I, I okay. There's a it's a sliding scale for mm-hmm. me for vision. If you like, you can bounce out. Like James Cook is a, maybe a decent example. Sometimes he'll bounce stuff like a lot of fast guys do. But I think Benson also has size, which I yeah. actually really like. And you mentioned the pass catching, so it's like his role. It's like. You can't kind of screw that up. <laughs> I think no matter what, a team's going to find use for that. So he's kind of going that way. But like you said, these guys are all like late third, fourth rounders to me. Like as opposed to like a guy that you're saying even top 50, it's like, oh man, even top 70, like top 80 is kind of getting a little dicey for some of these. Benson, I could see up there. Allen has size, which I'm always going to be fine with. And I think enough speed to be kind of a nice, efficient runner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe I think he's a little better than this, but maybe that AJ Dillon type role, you know, mm-hmm. where he's just size and getting those, he's the, he's the hammerhead, but he's got some finesse and nice feet to him a little, a little bit, but yeah, the rest, I'm just like, you know, Bucky Irving. Okay. Yeah. He's fun from Oregon, but it's how small he is. You right. know? So it's like, okay, just another guy. That's another role guy. Even yeah, like it's a complimentary piece. Blake Corum, another complimentary guy. I like it. His like, I can yeah. see his role in the NFL. Like, uh, but that to me is not an ace. That's not a guy you give twenty touches to. So it's 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 very hard to anoint any of these guys. But I'm with you where I think it's Benson. If I had to pick one, and then probably Allen for me too. And that's mm-hmm. not just because I'm a Wisconsin guy, but I can see his role and having where he can get those fifteen plus touches. That's justifiable if you take him like in the third. Yeah, and I think with Allen, he's he's a guy that um, I mean, teams were recruiting him as a, a linebacker. Yeah, uh, I mean, he was a safety in high school that we thought, okay, he's going to grow into a linebacker role in college. And he was a monster in high school. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, and you know, it kind of just did running back. And I, I think as the more and more as he is committed to the position at, at Wisconsin, we really saw it last year with the way he he produced, and then this year again, he's been banged up and. Some fumbling issues too, yeah. um, but man, when he's right, it, it does look good. So yeah, he's. I, I think that and throw Audric Estime in there too from Notre yeah. Dame. Yep. I, I think yep. they were all in a similar tier where um, you know between picks uh, seventy and one twenty. You know, like the, these are are running backs that you could understand. Uh, okay, we drop him in with the guys we already have on our depth chart, and all of a sudden we feel better about this group. And so, yeah, it's it's a good group. It's just I don't I don't think any of these guys you're necessarily pounding the table for and saying, okay, yeah, we need to get this guy early. Um, you know, which again we usually have one or two of these guys, whether it's Bijan and Jameer right. Gibbs last year or. You know, the year before, even with Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall, both those guys, yep. neither went first round, but they went pretty early in the second round. So, you know, it just doesn't feel like that type of year where we're going to have somebody uh, go go super early. And you can understand why with this group, even though it's still a good group. Yeah, right. Useful. I'm just yeah. going to keep using the word. Any yeah. thoughts on Devin Neal from Kansas? I'm curious about him. Is uh, am I? I what would you think? I think he's another fourth round type to me, fourth fifth round type. Okay. But it's just like oh, no, I don't know. I like him. Uh, I just think he is. Um, he could be has some three down potential because I think he has hands and they use him. The Kansas offense is a lot of fun to watch. Uh, but also just like I don't know, I, he does a lot of things well. Checks a lot yeah. of boxes for me. Has size, pretty decent balance. 
decent vision, good enough vision where I could see him in a zone scheme and actually be okay in it and enough athleticism. So I don't know. He's one I've kind of like, I like, but again, like you said, like, but don't love. And I, I just curious if you had any thoughts on him. Well, I'm not, we'll see if he comes, if he'll be in this draft or not. Uh, right. But that's the it, other thing. Yeah, because it, it, I don't know. When you talk about running backs, obviously underclassmen, it's always different because most of these guys are going to come out, whether it's uh, Will Shipley at Clemson or, um, y- you know. Uh, and when they don't, you're like, why didn't you come out? <laughs> right, right. Um, why, why, so why he's, he's one that I didn't expect to come out. But yeah, if he did, I mean, I I, I, I get it because I, I think he could be, he's a draftable yeah. player. Um, but he's one of those names that, you know, it's good to talk about because you add him to the mix and it's like, okay, another one we got to slot in here, figure out, okay. Because it's not a great senior group of running backs either. Right. Um, like Blake Corum's a top senior, obviously. And then my my second senior is South Dakota State, <laughs> uh, Isaiah oh. Davis, <laughs> who I think yeah. is, is a good player. He's 230 pounds. He, yeah. he is a no-nonsense type of runner, but he's a good athlete too. Um, my favorite day three running back this year, I've got two of them. They're both in the SEC. Uh, Ray Davis from Kentucky, uh, one of the best yeah. stories in college football. And then uh, Josh Williams from LSU, uh, another LSU skill player, yeah. uh, had some big blocks in that game uh, against Florida. One was the uh, Jaden Daniels long touchdown. He got down the field, took out a corner. And then the other one was that pass touchdown to Brian Thomas. He had a huge block uh, that that really sprung that. So, um, yeah, uh, th- this is a senior class of running backs that's you know, not great, but there's a few of them that really stand out as um, like Josh Williams, uh, former walk on, uh, you know, like you don't see that at LSU very often, uh, but he's a right. good player. There's nothing game breaking about him, but you add him to the mix and you feel good about what he brings to your running back room, what he brings value wise, any situation. So, um, yeah, these, these are guys that I don't, there might not be a single pro bowler in this group, but some valuable players. Yeah. Someone that's going to save your fantasy season in a year or two. And they're just like, oh, got, a, got that guy for a dollar or something. I actually, right. I'm glad he gave South Dakota State a shout out because I really love their offense. I, uh, oh, yeah. Zach Lujan, his offense coordinator, his name is a young guy. But last year when I watched them, uh, watching watched guy, Tucker Craft. Tucker Craft. Yeah. Really, I really like the offense. And the quarterback was actually pretty fun. So, was, yeah. So that's one I'm always like keeping an eye out on the Jackrabbits uh, oh, yeah. uh, from, time, from time to time. But no, that was great, Dane. Uh, you want anything you're watching this weekend that we just wrap up with or just a typical slate of every prospect possible? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, uh, put it this way let's save our college football because we've got two weeks left of the regular oh, season, no. you know? And so let, let's, uh, let's, let's save our championship the- game's already clinched. It's like that's crazy, yeah. I hated that. It's like, oh, well, and we've got a bit with Ohio State, Michigan. That's going to be huge, obviously. Yeah, uh, it, if it, but it's important not to overlook this week, you know, and that kind of yeah. thing with Ohio State's uh, or Michigan's got Maryland, uh, Ohio State's got Minnesota. So it's like, okay, let's take care of business, then we can really focus on that next opponent. Um, but with the game in Ann Arbor. I think obviously Michigan will be favored. It's just a matter of how much. And so that's going to be really interesting to watch. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm sure we'll be talking quite a bit about that game next week. I think so too. Uh, but again, you guys can hear prospects of pros or watch it on YouTube. If you're, if you're into that as well, every Wednesday on the athletic football show feed. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you to Dane. As always, I'll see you guys next time. This was the athletic football shows prospects to pros podcast.